Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 29, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. I taught a series beginning this year for five months on the miracles of Jesus, and we went through every miracle. And now we're going to do the parables of Jesus, where on the second parable, it's taken me 46 messages just to get to where we are right now. We're only on parable number two, but we're going to go through all the parables. It might take me all year, however long it takes, that's how long it takes. But we're going to learn from the parables of Jesus. We studied already the parable of the sower, and right now we are studying the parable of the talents. Yesterday, I dealt with a message entitled, Learning from the Unfaithful Steward. If you missed yesterday's message, you should go back and check it out. We got to learn from the unfaithful steward. Yes, we learned some things from the faithful steward, the two faithful stewards in the passage, but we can also learn from the unfaithful steward. I'm going to flow in that same vein today. This is learning from the unfaithful steward part two. We're going to learn some things. We learn what to do and what not to do from somebody who didn't do the right thing, right? So we're going to learn some things. Open up your heart to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. You know, I was um, I was actually talking to somebody yesterday about today's word, and the conversation was centered around the fact, man, today's word is a lot. Like, you know, you teach the video version is probably probably around twenty five minutes of solid teaching, and then the the email version is a lot of notes. There's like a lot of content, and the person was saying, I don't know, you know. Um, that just seems like a lot. That seems like a lot to do every day. And uh, I was sharing with them, first of all, I do it because I'm called to do it. But I was sharing with them, I said, well, you know, just like you may think that this is like, maybe you think this is too much content. Well, maybe then maybe today's word is not for you. But let me just say this, the devil <laughs> doesn't take any pauses or breaks, right? His attacks against you are continuous. So if you are not focused on growing and developing every day into the man or woman that God has called you to be, you are going to succumb to the attacks of the enemy. So we need constant reminders. Like if you get if you go to church and, and you hear a 20, 30, maybe 40 minute message on Sunday, and that's all, all the words you get for the whole week. And uh, yeah, that's probably not enough. Like, I mean, like you need to be in your Bible every day. Now, I'll, I do know that not everybody's going to open up their Bible every day and study it. So that's why God called me to teach it. And then all you guys got to do is just watch it, right? Or if you get the email, you can read it. Uh, but this is part of, I, I'm honored to be part of your devotional time. But let me just say this. We need the word on a daily basis because the enemy is coming every day. But but the enemy is already defeated, right? Jesus Christ is Lord. So thank be, thanks be unto God who always gives us the triumph through our Lord Jesus Christ. Say this, put in the chat, I already have the victory. So I already have the victory. Now, what I need to do is get into the word on a daily basis so that I can walk in the victory that Christ Jesus already provided for me. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, Jesus gave me the victory. All right. So Psalms 126 and verse four is a scripture that we've been looking at all year. And it's a scripture that at our church we're standing on because we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So I want to put this through your ear gates one more time. 
The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. Any area of your life that has dried up, this is a season for the Lord to drench it again. We don't want any dry areas. If you've lost fervor, favor, excitement, zeal along the way, this is your season to get it back. Put in the chat, Lord, do it again. You got it? All right, so Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14, all the way down to verse 30. This is what we've been studying. Let's study it again. Beginning at verse 14, Jesus said, again, heaven's kingdom is like a wealthy man who went on a journey and he summoned his trusted servants uh, before he left and he gave them financial management responsibilities. Uh, So he gave one person five talents of gold, another person two talents of gold, another person one talent of gold each according to their ability to manage. So he's not going to give you something that you can't handle, but it's also an encouragement, meaning that if he did give you to me, then I have the grace to manage it, right? So he trusts me with it. Put it in the chat, say he trusts me with it. All right. So then um, the Bible says the one entrusted with five talents or 5,000 gold coins, he doubled the money. Um, the one who had two, doubled the money. The one who had one, didn't do anything with it. He buried it. He dug a hole in the ground, buried it, didn't do anything with the money. So after much time had passed away, the master came back to settle accounts. Uh, So there will come a day where you and I have to settle our account with God. He's going to want to know, hey, son, hey, daughter, what did you do with the one life that I gave you? So to the one that was entrusted with five talents, he said, he doubled the money. He said, look, sir, here you go. I doubled your money. And, and the master said, well, well done, that good and faithful servant. You've done, you're only going to hear well done if you've done well. You are loyal. You are trustworthy. And you've been faithful over little. He even called that little, even though that was millions of dollars. He said, you've been faithful over little. And because you've been faithful over little, I'm going to give you charge over much. I'm a God of progression and not regression. I'm going to take you higher, deeper, stronger. And you've been faithful over this. I'm going to take you to the next level Say amen to that. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The one who doubled the money with two, he said, hey, I doubled the money too. He said, you too. You are loyal. You are trustworthy. Guess what? You've been faithful over little. I'm going to give you charge over much. I'm going to give you increased advancement, acceleration, promotion. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The one that, that had one, he said this, uh-oh, look, sir. He said, I know that you're a hard man to please and that you're a shrewd businessman and you grow rich off of the backs of other people. That was disrespectful. He says, I was afraid of you. He was operating in fear. So I didn't want to lose your money. So I went out and hid it. I buried it in the ground. Here it is. Take it. It's yours. I'm so glad to get out of this. You gave it to, I never wanted this in the first place. I never asked you for this. Now you give me this stuff. I can't stand it. You're back now. It's not about me. It's all, here's your money. Get, I just want to get rid of this thing. Ooh, that's the wrong attitude. Say wrong attitude. So his master said to him, you know, he said, you know what? You are untrustworthy and you are lazy. If you knew that I'm a businessman, at at least you could have put the money in the bank. I would have got some interest. You didn't even do that. You are unfaithful. And because you were unfaithful with this one talent of gold, which was was millions of dollars, just to be clear, one talent, millions of dollars. He said, well, because you were unfaithful to manage this one talent, I'm actually going to take the one talent away from you and give it to the one that has 10. (laughs) And so that's an encouragement for, for those of us that are seeking to be good stewards over what God has given us to him that has, even more will be given unto him. Put in the chat, say, that's me. That's me. All right. So then uh, to the one that has, uh, has more will be given unto him until he overflows with abundance, the text says. And to the one that hardly has anything, the little that he has will be taken from him. Then the master said to this other servants, he said, well, take the servant away from me 
and throw them away from me into the outer darkness where there will be great misery and anguish. Another translation says weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what does this mean for you today? Yesterday, we learned some nuggets from the unfaithful steward, and we're going to flow in that same vein today. So the way that God gave it to me today is I only have two major points to share with you this morning, but I have a lot of sub points under these two points. So now as I get into these two things, I need you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Two things. Number one, here we go. The unfaithful steward lacked initiative. Put in the chat, he lacked initiative. He didn't take the first step to invest or even inquire about how do I grow this thing? How do I grow this talent? How do I make the most of the opportunity that my master has given me? He lacked initiative. His initial reaction was not to do anything with it. His initial reaction was to bury what the master gave him. He lacked initiative. He had a passive approach to life. Say he was passive. He he, he had a passive, Alexa, stop. He had a passive approach to his assignment. Um, And so, and as soon as the master came back, he was quick to give that thing back. He was quick. He just wanted to get out of the assignment. And so he lacked initiative. He didn't want to do anything with what he was given. And he was quick to get out of the assignment. Put in the chat, say, that's not me. I mean, that's not how I'm going to approach this thing. Listen, if you're like the unfaithful steward and you lack initiative, you're not going to get far with God. So here's some things that we can glean from this. Remember, I only got two points for today. So I'm going to give you a bunch of sub points. You ready? A, from the first point, here's A. In the kingdom, God can do more with you once you get started. This guy lacked initiative, didn't even start. In the kingdom, one of the principles I've learned is that God can do more with you once you get started. Have you ever met somebody, uh, like I'm from Brooklyn, but I've been around the South a lot. I was stationed in North Carolina. I was stationed in Georgia. I went to school in in, um, South Carolina. I also was stationed in Texas. So in the South, people are always finna do something, right? (laughs) Or fixing to do something. Have you ever met somebody that's always fixing to do something? Like they're always talking about getting started. and, and, And I like to say that you can hypothesize strategize, theorize, and analyze all you want. But as a believer, at some point, you got to get started. There's, there, there are some people that, that are just paralyzed by the analysis, right? It's, a, it's paralysis by analysis. This man didn't even try. He didn't even, he, God can do more with you once you get started. As a believer, at some point, you got to get started. This man didn't even get started. He did, in, the, in God's kingdom, if you want to make progress, you got to get started. Say this. Say, I will get started. Put it in the chat. Say, I get started today. Like, I got to stop talking about it. I need to get started. B, faith requires action. Faith is something I say. Faith is something I do. Faith is a seed that I sow based on what I believe that God revealed to me about my future. So faith is an action that you perform now, say now, based on what you believe God has revealed to you that hasn't happened yet. So I'm actually taking actions today based on something that God revealed to me about my tomorrow, and I have no sense realm evidence to support it. It's in the unseen realm. I can't see it, touch it, taste it. I can't validate it with my senses at all, but I'm, I believe it so much that I'm willing to take actions today. I'm willing to take actions now based on what I believe God revealed to me about my future. That is the life of faith. Saying you have faith is not good enough. Faith is something I say and do. I have to go out and take action. See, when God gives you a vision, 
when God gives you a task, when God gives you an assignment, you can see it, but the the only way that you know that you believe it is when you actually go out and take action towards it. And so you have to take action believing that it will come to pass in the fullness of God's timing, even though you can't can't validate. Like, you know, I have I don't have an email, right? You know, I, I don't have a letter in the mail. I don't have I don't have a doctor's report. I don't have a financial statement. But what I have is a word from God. I have a dream in my heart and God revealed it to me. And so I cannot be moved by what I see with these eyes. I have to be moved by what I see in the spirit and the unseen, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, the unseen realm is more real to me than the seen realm. Say amen to that. See, being passive will lead to missed opportunities. Put in the chat, say, I will not miss opportunities. See, a passive approach to life's challenges or even life's opportunities often leads to regret. This man was called unfaithful and lazy by the master, right? One of the reasons why is because he lacked initiative and he was passive. See, to grow in Christ, what you want is to get up every morning with an attitude that I am going to be fixed fixed and focused on what God has called me to do. My calling is calling me. So for you to maximize your purpose and potential during the short time that God has given you on this planet, you must be hardworking, industrious, dedicated, faithful, like willing to put in the work. You are willing to actively pursue what God has given you and you will not be passive. Say, I will not be passive. D, initiative empowers personal growth. See, when you take the initiative, you challenge yourself to step out of your comfort zone, which is where personal development or personal growth happens. Um, Dr. Genia Anglin is watching right now and her pastor is uh, Reverend Dr. Sean L. Moten, S.L. Moten. When Pastor Moten was my pastor at Marlboro Heights Missionary Baptist Church in Colleen, Texas, um, he often used to say, and he actually got this from somebody else, life is change, growth is optional. He would say, life is change, growth is optional. If you want to grow, you have to change. You cannot grow without changing. A change is not a change until you change and you can't change without changing and you can't grow without changing. So if you want to get out of, if you want to grow, you got to get out of your comfort zone. So this man didn't want to get out of his comfort zone. He was like, I don't want to do nothing with this. Let me just bury it. And so as a believer, if you want to grow, you, you have to change. You got to be willing to change. This man did nothing. He, for you to, for you to grow, let me say it this way. You must push past, say this out loud. I push past the mental resistance that I have to change. Nobody really wants to change, but you got to push through the mental resistance that you have for change in order to change. And change is not a change until you change and you can't grow without changing. So if you want to grow, you have to change and you have to push through it so that you can experience personal growth and development. Say amen to that. E, a lack of initiative is a form of disobedience. I've said this many times, put this in the chat. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. A lack of initiative is a form of disobedience. When God tells you to to do something, if you're procrastinating, it's a form of disobedience. Ooh, I know I stepped on a lot of toes on that one, even my own toes. Like procrastination is a form of disobedience. God is telling you to do something. God entrusted this man 
with resources and he did nothing with it. Why? He lacked initiative. And so it was disobedience. He did. He missed the opportunity. It was a form of disobedience towards God's will. F, initiative helps you to overcome fear. And so I've, I've told you many times, faith moves God. Fear moves Satan. Faith is an expression of your confidence in God, his word. Fear is an expression of your confidence in Satan and his words. And so you have to choose, I'm going to live by faith and not by fear. Well, one of the first uh, things you got to do if you take initiative is you're going to take that first step. When you take the first step, it helps you to overcome the fear. Because once you start, it's like fear loses its grip. But it's hard to get started sometimes. You have to get, fear is an incapacitating force. Fear will keep you uh, to the point where you're not doing anything. Fear will even keep you just talking about it, but not doing anything about it. You got to be about it and not just talk about it. So once you overcome the, the fear of getting started and you actually get started, you're going to build up momentum so that you can launch out in faith and be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, say, I do not lack initiative. You got it? All right. Number two, I only have two things for you today. Number two, the unfaithful steward was ungrateful. He was ungrateful. Put in the chat, say, I will be grateful. He viewed, watch this. This dude was so ungrateful. This master gave him the responsibility for over a million dollars. And he saw it as a burden and not a blessing. He was ungrateful. The attitude of gratitude is a kingdom principle that opens the door to the blessing. His ungratefulness blinded him to the opportunity that he had in his hands. He was given this opportunity and he was so ungrateful that he saw it as a burden and not as a blessing. He was so ungrateful that he was even disrespectful to the master when the master came back. I, I know that you get rich off the backs of other people. Here's your stuff. I don't. He was ungrateful. He was disrespectful. He was nasty. This is the wrong, put in the chat, say that's the wrong attitude. See, A, here's some things, some sub points. A, in the kingdom, gratitude will attract more blessing. See, when you're grateful over what you have, you are opening the door for God to give you more. And this is what happened with the other two. The other two, God said, oh, you've been given? Watch this. I'm going to give you more. You've been faithful over little? I'm going to give you much. Why? Because they were they had an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude aligns you with God's, God's heart of abundance. When you have an attitude of gratitude, then listen, you're going to take whatever God gives you, no matter how small it may look in comparison to other people, you're not going to despise small beginnings. You're going to appreciate everything that you have. You're going to be faithful over little. God will give you charge over much. Why? Because you're thankful. You are grateful. You have the right attitude. Great Gratitude will help you to overcome a scarcity or a lack mindset. When you're grateful for everything, you overcome. Watch this. When you're thankful and grateful, you can say this. Say this out loud. Say it with me. Say, I do not have the fear of running out. Say this. Say, I have faith in running over. When I have the right attitude, I'm not afraid of running out. I want to have the right attitude. I, I believe that I'm going to run over. I believe that God is a God of abundance. I believe that God is a God of favor. I believe that God is a God of increase. He's a God of progression and not regression. With God is forward, ever backward, never the best is yet to come. Say amen to that. B, ungratefulness is a barrier to opportunity. See, when you are ungrateful, you're less likely to see the opportunities that are right in front of you. This man didn't see the opportunity. He had an opportunity to do something with the money. Even if he didn't double it, if he would have just made some progress, the man would have blessed him. 
But no, he was ungrateful. See, when you are ungrateful, your vision becomes clouded by negativity. Uh, put, put in the chat, I will not allow my vision to be clouded by negativity. God requires us to look at life through the lens of faith, right? So when I look at life through the lens of faith, I believe there's nothing I can't do. I believe God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. I believe that I'm going to win. I believe that God has already given me the victory. I believe that what God spoke over my life has to come to pass in the fullness of his timing. I believe that God will do what he said he would do, and he would never turn his back on me. He would never leave me. He would never forsake me. And, and, and if he's a, he's not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he, that he should repent. If he said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. I'm looking at my life through the lens of faith. But when you're ungrateful, you put on a different lens. When you're, when you're ungrateful, you see the worst and not the best. But as a believer, put in the chat, I see the best and not the worst. I believe the best in every situation. Why? Because I have an attitude of gratitude. Say amen to that. See, gratitude is a form of stewardship. See, being grateful for what you have it means that you're honoring God's provision. When you're grateful over everything that you have, even though it may be small in comparison to where God is calling you, when you're grateful, you're saying, I do not take your blessings for granted, Lord. I I'm going to use everything that you've given it to me, and I'm going to use it wisely. I have a thankful heart. I appreciate. Watch this. You are more apt to make the most of every opportunity given when you have a grateful heart. And why? Because you appreciate every opportunity, and you're doing it as unto the Lord. D, gratitude changes your perspective. When you get up, let's say you're facing a challenge. Um. And you're like, oh my God, what are, what are we going to do? And you say to your spouse, babe, oh my God, this thing is difficult. Things are not moving fast enough. I don't know what's going to happen. Stop for a moment. Change your perspective. Be grateful. How about you do this? This is why in the Old Testament, God told the nation of Israel to establish altars of remembrance. Sometimes you need to have some altars of remembrance in your life. When you're facing a significant challenge, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But let's say you pause for a moment and you say, wait a minute, the same God that did, come on now, let me, let me go back and think over my life. Man, the same God that did this, oh, glory to God. The same God that did, oh my God, God is so good. Come on, the same God, when you when you go, it changes your perspective. When you're going back and you start to, wait a minute, wait a, God has never failed me. God, wait a minute, wait a minute, God has never left me. Come on, I, I remember, oh man, I got to remind myself. The same God that did this and the same God that did that, oh, come on now, the same God, it's the same God and I'm going to look back over my life and I'm going to trace myself. Huh? Oh, glory to God, I'm going to remind myself. I'm going to go back to the altar and I give God, Father, I thank you. And the same God that did it then, that when I was in a bind, when I didn't think, and I and I was at the last moment and I needed a breakthrough and I didn't even know where it was going to come from. And I was like, oh my God, if you don't do it, it can't get done. And you came through. And the same God that did it back then is still on the circle of the earth today. He's the same God. Come on now. You did it before. God, I believe you'll do it again. When you have an attitude of gratitude, it changes your perspective. It, 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 you give God praise. This man could have been like, Lord, I thank you for this this talent, this, you gave it. I, I didn't even ask for it. I didn't ask for it, but you gave it to me. So I'm going to do something with it. It changes your perspective. And when you start looking at things with an attitude of gratitude, you, you open up your heart to God's best. There's no limit to what God will do for you. Say amen to that. E, gratitude is a kingdom principle. It's not, gratitude is not just about 
good manners. It's not just about saying thank you. No, no. Gratitude is an attitude. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, the Bible says, give thanks unto God in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Give God Give God praise or thanks in all circumstances. If you can't give God praise for it, you can still give God praise in it. And so in all things, in all circumstances, I'm going to give God praise. Say amen for that. And last point, F, last thing, ungratefulness will eat away at your faith. Listen, you need faith and patience to obtain the promises of God. When you're not faithful, it's going to eat away at your patience. You need joy and peace in believing, Romans 15 and 13 joy and peace. When you have the excitement that comes from joy, the serenity that comes from peace, you can believe God for the long haul. You need both. And But when you don't have that, it's going to eat away at your faith. But no, when you have the right attitude, when you are grateful, it will build your faith up and not tear your faith down. Say amen to that. Man, I've, this, was, this was a good message. You might need to listen to this again. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Declare this by faith. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare, I will not be like the unfaithful steward who lacked initiative. I refuse to be passive as I walk with you. I make the most of every opportunity. I'm committed to personal growth. I step out of my comfort zone. I understand that delayed obedience is disobedience. So I act promptly as you lead me. I will not let fear hold me back. I overcome the fear of taking the first step. I'm grateful for every opportunity. I'm grateful for everything you've given me. I see everything as a blessing and not a burden. I align my spirit with your abundance. I overcome the fear of running out. I operate in faith and running over. I have a thankful heart that is conditioned to make the most of every opportunity. I maintain joy and peace. I add patience to my faith and living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm gonna have another one. So please whew, apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not get the notes? You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Listen to this message again if you need to. Share this message. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals 
to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.